You're listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, October 8, 2023. Subject, Are Sin, Disease, and Death Real? The golden text is from Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The responsive reading is from Isaiah. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. 
With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isaiah For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness, and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord, and stay upon his God. Romans Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Acts And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. It was determined that we should sail into Italy, and when we had launched from thence we sailed under Cyprus, because the winds were contrary. Not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurachlidon, and when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. 
Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all in the ship two hundred threescore and sixteen souls. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire, and felt no harm. How be it, they looked when he should have swollen, or fallen dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while, and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds, and said that he was a god. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Revelation The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Salvation Life, truth, and love, understood and demonstrated, as supreme over all. Sin, sickness, and death, destroyed. Now, cried the Apostle, is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, meaning 
Not that now men must prepare for a future world salvation or safety, but that now is the time in which to experience that salvation in spirit and in life. Now is the time for so-called material pains and material pleasures to pass away, for both are unreal, because impossible in science. To break this earthly spell, mortals must get the true idea and divine principle of all that really exists and governs the universe harmoniously. This thought is apprehended slowly, and the interval before its attainment is attended with doubts and defeats as well as triumphs. The Bible contains the recipe for all healing. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Sin and sickness are both healed by the same principle. The tree is typical of man's divine principle, which is equal to every emergency, offering full salvation from sin, sickness, and death. Vibrating like a pendulum between sin and the hope of forgiveness, selfishness and sensuality causing constant retrogression, our moral progress will be slow. Waking to Christ's demand, mortals experience suffering. This causes them, even as drowning men, to make vigorous efforts to save themselves. And through Christ's precious love, these efforts are crowned with success. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love. For to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward, and be not weary in well-doing. If your endeavors are beset by fearful odds, and you receive no present reward, go not back to error nor become a sluggard in the race. The discoverer of Christian science finds the path less difficult when she has the high goal always before her thoughts than when she counts her footsteps in endeavoring to reach it. When the destination is desirable, expectation speeds our progress. The struggle for truth makes one strong instead of weak, resting instead of wearying one. If the belief in death were obliterated and the understanding obtained that there is no death, this would be a tree of life known by its fruits. Man should renew his energies and endeavors and see the folly of hypocrisy, while also learning the necessity of working out his own salvation. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life, 
and that mortals are not saved from sin or sickness by death, this understanding will quicken into newness of life. It will master either a desire to die or a dread of the grave, and thus destroy the great fear that besets mortal existence. When you say, man's body is material, I say with Paul, be willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Give up your material belief of mind in matter and have but one mind, even God, for this mind forms its own likeness. Much yet remains to be said and done before all mankind is saved, and all the mental microbes of sin and all diseased thought germs are exterminated. But the forever fact remains paramount that life, truth, and love save from sin, disease, and death. When the first symptoms of disease appear, dispute the testimony of the material senses with divine science. Let your higher sense of justice destroy the false process of mortal opinions, which you name law, and then you will not be confined to a sick room, nor laid upon a bed of suffering in payment of the last farthing the last penalty demanded by error. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate, because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity, either of sin or sickness, but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. Understanding the control which love held over all, Daniel felt safe in the lion's den, and Paul proved the viper to be harmless. All of God's creatures, moving in the harmony of science, are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies, it supports Christian healing and enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus. And God saw that it was good. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. Banish the belief that you can possibly entertain a single intruding pain which cannot be ruled out by the might of mind. And in this way, 
you can prevent the development of pain in the body. No law of God hinders this result. The only course is to take antagonistic grounds against all that is opposed to health, holiness, and harmony of man, God's image. Stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results, you will control yourself harmoniously. When the condition is present, which you say induces disease, whether it be air, exercise, heredity, contagion, or accident, then perform your office as porter and shut out these unhealthy thoughts and fears. Exclude from mortal mind the offending errors. Then the body cannot suffer from them. The issues of pain or pleasure must come through mind, and like a watchman forsaking his post, we admit the intruding belief, forgetting that through divine help we can forbid this entrance. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses, and can conquer sickness, sin, and death. Exercise this God-given authority. Take possession of your body and govern its feeling and action. Rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good. God has made man capable of this, and nothing can vitiate the ability and power divinely bestowed on man. I will now read the three daily duties provided by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin and may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A Rule for Motives and Acts Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church 
to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion, and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson has been provided by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It consists of citations from the King James Bible and the textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please see our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.